Hey, Profit Podcast community. I'm so excited about today's bonus episode because there's a lot of podcasting notes that you're going to take away from this, but there's also some really cool stories. This episode is really cool because we created this interview before the Profit Podcast was even a thing, but while I was in the middle of my journey of creating a digital course for entrepreneurs to learn how to podcast, and I'm so happy to share with you the success that Caitlin has had with her own podcast, and y'all, she is just a success story that if you find a great niche and you know that there are answer like you have the answers to questions that people are asking holy cow you can skyrocket to success with your podcast so i won't keep you waiting any longer let's dive into today's episode welcome to the profit podcast where we teach entrepreneurs how to start launch and market their podcast I'm your host, Crystal Prophet, and I'm so excited that you're here. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Because if you've been thinking about creating a podcast for a while, well, I'm so glad you found this show. Think of this as the shortcut slash time-saving version of searching Google and YouTube for hours and hours trying to figure out the world of podcasting. Trust me, as a busy mama of three, I get it. You don't have a lot of time to be spent or wasted, I should say, searching the web, trying to find all the right ideas and all the amazing things that are out there, and you just end up overwhelmed. Trust me, I've been there, done that, took home the souvenir. But this podcast is going to help you in practical ways because twice a week we'll be delivering episodes that are going to give you steps to help you create a podcast your audience can't wait to listen to. So let's get right to it, shall we? Hey, you. Yeah, you. Yes, yes, I'm talking to you. Do you see? Yeah, okay. So are you looking to start a podcast in 2019? But you're thinking, I don't know what I'd talk about. It's like, I have no idea even where to get started. Don't, 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 don't even let that thought overwhelm you because guess what? I've done all the work for you. I've actually created a workbook that has 500 podcast ideas for any industry. That's right, 500. Actually, it's over 500. I think it's like 554 for any kind of podcast. I specifically created this tool for entrepreneurs who aren't sure if podcasting is right for them. They say, well, I have a blank, insert any kind of industry, business. Will a podcast work for me? My answer 99.99999% of the time is yes, a podcast will totally work for that kind of business. So let's say you're in personal finance or real estate or business or marketing or technology or beauty and fashion or pet services or life coaching or parenting or any other number of industries. I've got you covered. Let me show you some podcast ideas that I have for you to get started. You can go to crystalprofit.com slash 500 podcast ideas. That's crystal with a K, profit with two F's and two T's, crystalprofit.com slash 500 podcast ideas, and you can grab this free, 100% free download today. So our guest today has a super cool story. She has a journey that is just so interesting, and I've loved getting to know Caitlin over the last few months, and we've gone back and forth in so many Facebook messengers that we're just like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, can I get your opinion on that? And I've just loved seeing her come into her own and take things that she is so passionate about and turn it into this platform that helps other moms feel secure about their decisions of having their babies at home. 
So let me tell you about our guest today. It's Caitlin Fusco, and she describes herself as a wife, mother, a home birth advocate, and a general enthusiast. She's the creator and the host of the podcast, Happy Home Birth, which is a podcast dedicated to support, encourage, and educate women in all things home birth and motherhood. Caitlin and her family live in Greenville, South Carolina, and you can learn more about her by going to myhappyhomebirth.com or following her on Instagram at happyhomebirthpodcast. But let's get right into my interview with Caitlin Fusco. All right. All right, Rookie Podcast listeners, I'm so excited to introduce you today to Caitlin. So welcome to the show, Caitlin. Hey there, Crystal. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so it's fun. Caitlin and I were just chatting. Um, She is a podcaster, so it's fun to talk to another podcaster. So let's kind of just get started there. Like, um, you know, we're all about you know, sharing our rookie stories and our journeys. So if you can just um, share with the audience what you do and how you've gotten to where you are today. Sure. Well, let me just tell you, I am a total rookie, like, like fresh out of the womb rookie, because I just started my podcast in January, actually, was the launch date. So Crystal, I have you to thank for a lot of this, because I actually was in a Facebook business group that you're in, Elevate Like a Boss, and I saw an interview that you did with Jackie Lomenzo, one of the creators of the group, and you were talking about your podcast. And I had been considering, and we can get into the story later, but I had been considering doing a podcast, but just wasn't ready to take the leap, you know, like just, I, I hadn't convinced myself, okay, you can do this. You can figure it out. And you said you were interviewed a few days ago and you were like, everything is figure outable. That was a quote that you gave it. I love that. And I was like, okay, fine. Like I, I can do this. I'm going to figure it out. And so that kind of put the wind underneath my wings. And I started really searching and digging and figuring out how am I going to make this happen? So I joined a free webinar through Pat Flynn, Smart Passive Income, which I think you had said that you did I something totally similar. endorse that. Yes. A hundred percent endorse that. If you want to start podcasting, go watch that immediately. It's, <laughs> it was very, very helpful. He had some really cool tips. And um, so I, I did that and I kind of followed his tips. And so my background is that I am, well, before I got pregnant, I was working as a midwife's apprentice. So I am in the home birth realm, which is very, very niche. (laughs) Like not everybody's into that. Not everybody's into natural birth and especially giving birth in your living room. So I recognize that, but that's what my passion is. And I had, um, after working as an apprentice, I had my daughter at home, my first daughter, and I'm now pregnant, pregnant with our second child. And we plan to have home birth again. Um, so that's just what I love. And I realized, you know, it would have been awesome to have had a podcast to listen to while I was pregnant, to hear some motivational stories, some positive, encouraging birth stories to make me feel not alone because I mean, less than 1% of the population gives birth at home in the United States. So yeah, so you're, you know, you're a small minority. Um, so I just wanted something that I would like. I wanted to give that to other women because I figured if I want it, I bet, I bet other women will want that. So yeah, so that's how my, that's, I had something that I really wanted to do. I had a message that I really wanted to get out. And so from there, it was just figuring out, okay, well, what does that look like? What do I do? How do I get from this idea to actually getting it out there? Um, So that has been an interesting experience, and you were such a great sounding board for me. You answered so many questions via Facebook Messenger. I was so grateful. So it's really cool to come full full circle and be on your podcast. Yes, I was so excited. Like, and, um, you know, just for the record, like, Caitlin was, she would ask a question, and then she'd be like, I hope I'm not asking too much. And I'm like, no, like, because this is what I wish I would have had when I first started podcasting. I kind of went out in the dark and was just... Googling and YouTubing everything. Like it took me two months like of full blown research to get my podcast off the ground. So I totally like, and that's what, you know, a lot of what I do, you know, with teaching podcasting and doing this podcast is I love sharing the things that I learn with other people. So, um, 
I'm so grateful that you said that. That's very sweet. But I just, I love, I love helping other rookies out. I mean, that's what we're all about here, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and it's so amazing that you do have a course. Like, it's so cool because now all of that information is, you know, in one place and people can just go and get through your course. And I've heard amazing things about it. So I'm really, really grateful that you are, you have put that together for people that are interested. Well, thank you so much. That's so sweet. But I want to get back to um, your podcast and just everything that you're doing. So you said, um, you know, before, like this was a passion before you even had your kids or, you know, before you got pregnant, like before anything like that. So what, I guess, what, what does that journey look like? Is this something that, you know, you thought of when you were a teenager, like, Oh, I want to help women have babies. Or was this just like one day, like, tell us that journey, how that came to be. Yeah. So that's a good one. (laughs) It's kind of long. So correct me if I'm like meandering too long, but so basically what happened was I, graduated from Clemson University in 2013 with a degree in American Sign Language. Obviously, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yes, it's perfect segue. Yes. 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 And I, I loved learning sign language. Like I, I just loved learning, but I loved acquiring a skill like that. It was incredible. But turns out I didn't super love being an interpreter, which is what I was doing. And my my perspective on life had really started shifting at that point because I had gotten sick during college. I didn't really like college and I tried to get through it as fast as I possibly could. So I actually graduated in three years and um, experienced some pretty bad health issues because of it. Some chronic fatigue. I ended up having a stomach ulcer that was related to parasites because I wasn't eating well, which I thought I was eating well, but that's, that's a whole nother story. So what I ended up doing was I had seen some advertisement about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So that's a health coaching program. I decided I should be a health coach. I, I love fitness. I love eating healthy. I love helping people. This is perfect. So I enrolled in the program. That is where I met Jackie Lomenzo, who is the creator of Elevate Like a Boss. We somehow, I mean, this is just God, I think, but we were connected and we became health coach partners. So we talked to each other every week or two uh, and practice with with each other. And part of that program, you're supposed to kind of figure out business-wise, what are you wanting to focus in? And my heart just just was drawn towards the idea of helping pregnant women. And pregnant women, that is important. But really what I was thinking was, if I can help these women change their eating styles and their eating habits, then that's going to set this whole next generation up for success. So so my goal was kind of, you know, really helping the future too. So once I finished my health coaching degree, degree certificate, um, I reached out to some local midwives. And so what year was this? This was was 2015, 2014, sorry, 2014. So that's when I reached out to these midwives. And luckily I just like pulled up the DHEC website and went down the list, like found the midwives and just went down the list and called them all. I was like, Hey, do you have people that you think would work with me? And I didn't, the reason I selected midwives was I just felt like they would be more open to it than than like a traditional doctor. Right. And I, it happened to be that the first one that picked up the phone was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like I'm looking for this. I don't have time to teach my clients what they need to know. And so many of them need help. And so I ended up working with her and I would come, I met up with her. I would come to some of their prenatals. I really just got involved in her birth world. And it wasn't, long after being exposed to that, that I was like, Oh, this, this is what I love. This is it. It's just being so involved in this monumental change in a woman's life. I mean, going from being pregnant to having a child, what a time, you know, what a time, not only for health, but for so many things. And there's something just incredible about that. So that's when I decided, okay, I think actually I need to be a midwife. And I kind of put the health coaching stuff on hold. And my midwife was like, you know what, that's, 
that's awesome. I think you would be great at this. I don't have an available apprenticeship right now because she had two at the time, but she was like, you know, in the future you can do that. Well, of course, you know, that's just not how God works. And he opened a door (laughs) and one of the apprentices needed to take time off because she was pregnant and she was going to be traveling. And so then I stepped in. And so that was, let's see, that was in 2015. Yep. 2015. And so I ended up really 2016 was my first full year of apprenticing. And during that year I got pregnant. So it was really neat because I got to kind of experience it from both sides. You know, I was, I was the midwife, but also I was the client and that was a really, really cool thing for me. So once I went through my pregnancy and had my home birth, I just, I mean, the emotions that you feel towards the person that cares for you at that time, you'll never forget it. You'll never forget. You never forget your birth. You never forget your labor. You never forget those people that surrounded you and loved you. And, and I haven't not thought about it since then, you know, like every day something comes back to my birth and all my labor and my prenatal experience. And it was just so amazing. So, so that's what, what I was doing. And then I had Janie, my firstborn, and I kept working with my midwife. And then she actually told us, uh, it was about two months after I had Janie that she was going to be moving, which was heartbreaking. I mean, uh, just, uh, I could have lost my mind. It was so sad. Not only for like, oh, well, what am I going to do? But also like, who's going to catch my next baby? Like, right. <laughs> very selfishly. <laughs> So she did move and she is due any day now with her fifth child. So shout out to you, Elizabeth. Um, (laughs) But so she moved and I ended up starting to beginning to work with another local midwife who I, I love and who is my midwife this time around now that I'm pregnant again. Um, So her, her practice though is very busy. She, she takes a lot of clients, especially now that the previous midwife moved. There's, you know, there's a lot of people looking for a midwife and there just aren't a lot of midwives. So I was working with her and, um, then my daughter hit toddlerhood and she hit toddlerhood early. This was like, she was one. And I was like, Oh my word, you're a terror (laughs) (laughs) in the best way. She's amazing. She's incredible, but she's super smart. So it's my own downfall. Like she's just into it. It's like, you just got to suffer through those years because you're like, this is a great Mm -hmm. quality, but oh my gosh, right now. You're going to be incredible if I make it to see it. Like that would be great. So with that being the case in April of this past year is when I decided, okay, you gotta, you gotta stop for now. This is not the time for you to be out all night because that's the issue with, with midwifery is you never know when it's going to be, when are you going to get the call? When are you going to drop everything? And you don't know how long you're going to be gone. Luckily I have in-laws that live a mile down the road and my parents are 30 minutes away. So it was great because I did have family close that could help, but still it's a lot to throw on somebody at three o'clock in the morning, you know, like, Hey, take my kid. So, and then I realized, Hey, also you're not super great at being a mom when you've had no sleep and it just, (laughs) it's just not your time. So that was kind of put on hold. And then I, uh, went through kind of like another, like separate journey after around that time, it was June. I weaned my daughter. So we had breastfed for 18 months. And so that was kind of emotional, but I had decided that I was going to do a fast at that time. So I did a few water fasts and I'm into every weird health thing ever. So just understand that about me. Um, so I did a few water fasts and then I had really heard about how they can be very spiritual. Not only there aren't only, you know, physical benefits to water fast, but there are spiritual benefits. And in the Bible, it doesn't say if you fast, it says when you fast. So I decided, okay, I'm going to do a fast for my mental, physical, and spiritual health. And it ended up being a really long fast. And during that time, I was praying a lot because I was not sleeping a lot because when you're fasting, your body is kind of always in rest mode. And so you feel tired all the time, but you don't actually get to sleep very much. So I was praying kind of for God to just open up my eyes. Number one, I just did not have a lot of faith at that time. Like I believed, but I didn't feel it. And, um, on one of the, one of the nights, all of a sudden after praying, I just felt my heart just 
on fire. Basically, it really felt like it was fire. And I was like kind of laughing, crying at the same time. And like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is true belief and true faith. And um, so since that time, I have really been more in tune and I ask for wisdom and then I kind of just receive it because if you ask it, you're going to get it. And uh, one of the things that came up, I was praying like, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to be doing? Cause I know there's some, I know that I can help somehow. How am I supposed to be helping? And it just kind of popped into my mind. I want at this point in the beginning, it was kind of unclear. Like you should be like, is it a documentary? Should I be doing a documentary? Should I, what am I supposed to be doing? And then I heard your talk with Jackie about the podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. Like this is it. And so it, everything kind of culminated all at the same time. And after that, it's just been door open, door open, door open, door open. Oh, there's not a door. Oh, here it is. Like it, you know, just thing after thing after thing. And it's been, it's not me. Like it's, I know it's not me because I can't do any of this. So it's just, I'm, I'm just listening and, and doing my best to execute it the way that it's supposed to be done. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Like that's such a touching story. And it's so, um, such an amazing testimony that you have, you know, like you said, it's not, you know, it's not you. And that's, um, I think that's a very humbling thing that, you know, when you can know that for a fact, like not just kind of say, Oh, well maybe I kind of didn't know. It's like, you've had opportunities or situations or success that you're like, Oh my gosh. I never even, you know, like I remember you announcing like guys like this, like apparently people want to hear about home births because it's just kind of taken off. So like kind of talk about that. Like what was your reaction like after, so how many, how many episodes have you had now and how long have you been doing this? So I am editing episode number 10 today. So it'll, it'll air on Monday. Um, I let, I released three episodes at the very beginning, like when I first launched, and then it's been every week since then. And I also had a pilot episode that was just kind of like, Hey, this is what's going to be coming down, you know, your way. Um, so, and kind of back to what, what we were talking on, it's, it's very freeing when you know, it's not you because like, okay, well I can just do it. I, I'm not nervous to fail because it's not my thing. Like I, it's fine. I'll, I'll just do it. I don't have to be scared. I can just do it. But yeah, so it was pretty crazy. I, um, I started my Instagram for the business back in, or for the podcast back in December, like mid December. Um, and people like started following me and I really wasn't even expecting that. I just, you know, I don't know anything about marketing and I still have a lot to learn. And I know that I do need to be, you know, vigilant about that. Like I do, there are things that I am going to have to learn and, and improve upon. But so I just started it. I started my Instagram and I reached out to people and was like, Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful photo. I'm in, I'm in like natural home birth, Facebook groups and a lot of these photos are not being shared. So it's like, it's kind of new content. If I just reach out to the mom and say, Hey, I love this. Do you mind if I put it on my Instagram? I'll tag you and I'll tag your photographer. And I mean, rarely have I gotten a no. So, um, I started that and then I announced on December 1st, like I released the pilot episode and kind of told people what was going on. And then I started contacting people in these groups saying, Hey, you know, I'm starting this podcast. Would you be interested in interviewing? And, and people were, so I started conducting the interviews. And then in January, when it launched, I was, yes, I was definitely shocked at how people were consuming it and, and interested. And I was getting feedback from people that were like, Whoa, this is, this is so cool. And it's actually like, even people that are, were not necessarily interested in home birth are like, Oh, well now I'm kind of thinking about it after I hear these stories. And, and that's not even my, my main goal, but it's cool to like, to expose like, Hey, this is another option for you. Right. But, but so it started growing and then really, I didn't even, I didn't know how to gauge what was going on. Honestly, like I've never done this. I really don't know anything about podcasting, but I got towards the end of the month and realized it was like a week before I had one more, one week left. And I realized I was at like 700 and something downloads and was like, you know, I could potentially get a thousand downloads in, in the opening month. And that to me feels like a huge thing. Like for some people, sure, maybe it's not, but I didn't have any audience at all. 
before this. So I felt like, whoa, that's kind of, that's pretty cool. And when I looked at my analytics on, um, on iTunes, I realized it's not just people in this country that are listening. Like Australia is listening. The UK is listening. It's just, that's pretty cool. But, um, so I, I like, that's when I wrote, Hey, by the way, I'm, I'm putting out a bonus episode because I happened to be 20 weeks at that, at that time, 20 weeks pregnant. I thought, well, this is a good time to tell everybody what my pregnancy has been like. And at the bottom, I was like, also, please be sure to share this because it seems like I could hit a thousand downloads and you guys are really liking this. So make sure you share it with your favorite mom. And it was that episode. And then the following one that just exploded. And so the night that was going into February, I checked, I just checked my stats real quick right before I went to bed and I had a thousand and twenty, like an extra 20 downloads. And so I had hit the goal and it was just like, whoa, that was, I would have never guessed that, you know, I would have never guessed that on day one that I could do that. And so it's just, it's been really cool. And, and there's so much more growing that has to be done or doesn't have to be done, but that I hope to accomplish. Um, but I just feel so blessed and grateful and excited that this is where it is right now. Well, and I just like, I want to, first of all, just say congratulations, because I think that, like you said, you know, you had this idea, you saw this need of something that you wanted, like you knew you couldn't be the single pregnant woman or, you know, mom that wish you would have had this content like in front of her or available. And you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to step out in faith. We'll just kind of see what happens. You know, maybe, you know, somebody eventually will find me and like it. Like, but then you produce something that people really want. And then, so podcast listeners, we got interrupted Mm -hmm. by the toddler, which we knew that was going to happen at some point. No big deal. But, um, so going back to, I, I love Cause your story sounds a lot like my story. Like you just, you thought, why not? Why don't I just do this? Like do this thing that I know it's going to benefit someone. And I think because like you said, like you're 1% of the population, like it's such a niche topic that a lot of people, it's not common for people to not only do this, but then talk about it. Like I'm sure the groups that you're in aren't like, millions of people it's probably like I mean I'm sure that's still pretty big a community but it's like this is what we do and they share the good and the bad and the ugly and then the wonderful miracle that is bringing a human into this world like it's such a I think it's just such a cool thing even though I girl mm -mm, I did not have home births I've had three babies and they were all uh delivered at the hospital I had epidural I was induced like total opposites into the spectrum from you but I can so much appreciate everything that you do and everything that you say because I see the passion in you that you have to help these other women and isn't that what it's about like I I love that. I love that. Okay. So that wasn't my way. Just like, I mean, that's totally cool, but still this idea of, of being able to support, you know, like it's just, it's so neat. And, and that's one thing that I've found to be pretty interesting is, uh, you know, some of my listeners are the same exact way, but it's like, oh, but these stories are really cool and really powerful. And who doesn't love to hear how a mom becomes a mom. And that's been one of the really cool things is finding people to interview. Oh, it's nothing because who doesn't want to talk about their birth? Everybody, everybody loves it. And even the, even the painful ones, they're even the difficult ones, the ones that didn't go the way we expected. There's still so much beauty in struggle. And people want that authenticity. People want to hear what really happened and how things went and how people felt. And I just think there is so much value in that, no matter what you choose. And and I'm not only saying for home birth, of course, I'm saying for anybody that wants to start anything, you know, that's there's so much value in every little thing that might seem like nothing to somebody else, like, oh, home birth, I don't really care about that. Sure. But there is a group of people that absolutely do care. And the same with same could be said with like technology stuff that I have no idea about, you know, like other people really care. Right. 
And I just, I just think it's, it's such a cool thing because whenever you announced, you know, you're like, oh, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. I'm doing home births. And I immediately thought of, because I know, I guess like two or three people that I've known that have done it. Like they had all of their babies at home and everything. Like it was a beautiful story. And then I know a few celebrities that have done it. So this is, this is like a quick aside. I love Jim Gaffigan, if you know who he is, the comedian. And he talks about like they have five kids and they've had all five kids at home in their two bedroom New York City apartment. And like so, and he jokes about it in his like comedic routines. And so I'm just like, okay, this is my experience with home birth. Like, I don't know a lot about it. So I do have some questions specifically about what I want to know is more about the experience, like the connection between the mom, the midwife. I thought about the husband, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, tell me, I guess, what is that experience from being part of the midwife staff and then being the actual mom in the home birth? So that's such a great question. And what I like to think about is the fact that your home birth experience does not start at your birth. Your home birth experience starts nine months beforehand when you find out that you're pregnant and you decide, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to search for a midwife. I'm going to use a midwife. And that is, that's one of the biggest draws to me about midwifery in general is that you're never a number. You're never feeling rushed. You go into the consultation or the prenatal appointment and you've got like, especially the first one, it's usually an hour to two hours long that you are talking with this person and meeting them and learning their heart and they're learning yours. And then from there, your prenatal appointments are long. You're talking about so much more than just like, oh, pee on this stick and okay, get out. Like your blood pressure's fine. You know, there's a there's such an intimate relationship and it is built for the whole 9 months and so by the time you are at the birth whether you're the mom or the midwife i have felt oh, just so much connection on both ends so much connection and love for this person that's taking care of me and then also so much connection and love for the person in front of me who's being vulnerable and who is sharing their fears and sharing the things that they're going through whether they're a first time mom and are nervous about this and that or whether they are a mom to three little kids that are running around the the room that we're you know doing a prenatal in and so I think that that's what builds so much trust and so much understanding. And I love when husbands, I would love like as a the midwife apprentice, when husbands got to come to and, and really be involved and you just know the entire family. And so then when you get to the birth as a midwife, you feel comfortable because you know all of these things about this person. So if things aren't lining up, you can tell. And if there's a red flag, you know, because you know this person. And as the client, this person, you you know them and you trust them and you know that they are skilled and that they are going to be looking out for your best interest and that they care for you. They care for you so deeply. And so that established relationship allows for that openness that one might not feel if they have never met their doctor. You know, there's so many practices that are so big. You might not know the person that's coming in and and delivering your baby, which is fine because, you know, there are nurses and, and nurses are typically there and able to help some. But still, like there's something about that continuity of care and connection that is so meaningful. And it also really seems to put the partner at ease. Like my husband was never worried because he was just like, Oh yeah, this is just what we do. You know, like he's been along for all of my strange adventures. So I'm really grateful for his openness. Yeah. Now he's, he was telling one of, one of his friends is having a child very soon. And he was like, I don't know what, what I would do if you didn't know everything. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't actually, but thanks. You didn't have all this experience already. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, yep. So that's really what I, I love about home birth and what drew me to it so much is that, that depth of not only knowledge, but the depth of love and compassion and woman to woman support. There's just nothing like that. Right. Right. And I totally a hundred percent agree. And it's funny you said that about the connection between, you know, the mom and the midwife, because personally with my 
first son, I was part of a practice where um, it was a rotating schedule and I didn't meet my doctor that delivered my oldest son until, I guess, like a few hours before he was born. And it's funny because, you know, the way things work, she actually ended up being the best one in the whole practice. So it was definitely like a godsend the way things worked out, but... I mean, and I, I was a very young mom, so I was 22 when I had when I had my son, and so I was scared to death. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on. We went through all these doctors, and um, like, shout out to the labor and delivery nurses, because they did help me feel more comfortable, but oh my gosh, like, so the connection that, I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. I wish I would have had that, you know, because I did not, like, whatsoever. The, the other two... Um, were a lot better as far as the care goes. Like I knew my doctors better and everything, but there was never that kind of connection that you're talking about. Like that really, de- I mean, you're in someone's home. Like right. it's not like you're in an office somewhere. Like you are actually in, I mean, how much more personal can you get? Like you're in someone's home surrounded by their personal belongings or their family, their other children. Like I, I just, I think it's such a beautiful thing that you're a part of and that it's so cool to see you sharing these stories of other women and their experiences. So I'm just, I have a question that's, I guess, specifically related to your home birth experience. Um, did it surprise you with how strong you are? Oh yeah. So it, I'll just say my labor surprised me with in every way. And that's the, that's just the crazy thing about birth is you never know what's going to happen. But yeah, it, it definitely was, I I was under the, I don't know where I got this, but I was under the impression that I was going to have a pretty quick labor for a first time mom. Like it was going to be like about six hours, you know, (laughs) I think everybody thinks that everyone has this idea of how it's going to go. And then it's usually the polar opposite. Right. Well, because I did all the things I did all the preparation. So of course it's going to be six hours. I saw my chiropractor. I drank my red raspberry leaf tea. I did my evening primrose oil. Like yeah, no, that's not how it works, guys. Just letting you know, coming right. from somebody who should absolutely know that still had to be put in my place of that's not how it works, sister. So yeah, my labor was actually very long. It was, oh, it was really like two days, but the mm-hmm. intense part, you know, was more on the 24 hour side. And even then there were ebbs and flows, but it it was surprising just because some of the things that I exhibited were things that I had not seen in other labors. Like I am a puke monster. Sorry for oh, people that no. don't want to talk about that. But <laughs> it was like at one point towards the end, it was like every contraction. I, oh, it was rough. So that was honestly, when I think back to like the, the idea of strength, it's like, yeah, cause I threw up for hours and still did it. Oh, yes, for sure. <laughs> but oh but that, and then I also look back, luckily I had a friend or a, a family member that was there to, um, take some pictures and videos and kind of act as a doula, which I highly recommend a trained doula. Um, but she got some videos of me pushing and, I'll never be able to make those sounds again. You know, like it's an, it's insane what the female body can do and is capable of. And then also the love that you experience in that moment when your baby is finally earthside is pretty unbelievable. And I, there's a video of me holding her for the first time. And, and honestly, like I wouldn't watch it for a while because I watched it the first time and was embarrassed at the high pitch of my voice. And I was like, sounding like a dolphin, like you're here, you're here. You did so good. Like crying. I really did sound like a dolphin. And (laughs) I was, I was embarrassed about it for a while. And then a few weeks ago, I'm actually kind of trying to prep my daughter for our home birth coming up in June. And so I'm actually having her look at videos of some of my friends that have given birth naturally and nothing like super scary or crazy, just like what natural birth is like. And I had her list, see those videos because I was like, okay, also mommy makes some pretty crazy noises and you need to, you need to know that this is okay. And so now she, when she watches them, she tries to emulate the noises, (laughs) which is hilarious. But, but in doing that, I heard that video again and I heard the elation that was in my voice 
And I realized that is nothing to be ashamed of. That is so beautiful. And just the level of emotion that you get to experience when you hold your child for the first time, there's nothing like that. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm, I'm so excited for you because I mean, first of all, you're pregnant right now. I don't know if I've told you congratulations again, (laughs) but I mean to like, you're not, so this is something about me. I don't like to listen to people that say, oh, I've, you know, I can help you build your business, but I've never done it before. Or I can help you lose a ton of weight, although I've been skinny my whole life. Or I can do all these things. Like you have firsthand experience of being a midwife, you midwife apprentice, like you have seen things and done things and then you've personally done it. Like I can just see, especially with the podcast, you could just have stories forever from people that um, have been moms. You know, I can't even imagine like the husbands talking mm-hmm. to a husband about it. You know, the partner, like what is your perspective on, you know, this miracle as it happens? And then like the other family members. I mean, I know I've heard of people, you know, that they have, they have a ton of people from their family, like just come and be there like to experience this whole thing because it's this... But anyway, I just, I, I love, I love the different angles of your message that you can take and the fact that, um, it just sounds like you have a really cool community forming and I'm so excited for you and to see, um, where all of this kind of takes off, like what direction it's going to go. Because I mean, who knows? Like when you have that spark inside of you, that feeling that you just know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know. Like you said, how, how do I start a podcast? How do I even do this? But things are falling into place, and I just have a feeling that you're going to just have so many more opportunities open up for you, and so many more beautiful things are going to come out of this because it's a genuine thing. But, um, okay, so I have one more question about um, everything that you're doing and everything that... Um, you know, you've created here and the stories that you're sharing and the stories that you're telling, like, is this something that your friends and family, like, you know, you said your husband's been supportive. Like when you told them, I think this is what I want to do. Like, what was their initial reaction? So my husband was, I I mean, I think that he probably was like, okay, I don't know how you're going to do it, figure it out technology wise. Cause (laughs) I can't even turn our TV on half the time, (laughs) but he knows that I number one, really like to talk, especially when it's something that I love. But number two, I have such a a desire to help women and to reach people and to, to build community. So he wasn't surprised and he was super excited with me as this has been growing. And he actually just started his own podcast um, on real estate. Yeah. So it's been really neat because he really helped me figure out GarageBand and figure out some of the things that I was using. And then now he's asking me for help and it's like, oh, I finally know something that you don't That's know. So cool. <laughs> but yes, he was very supportive. My family has been super supportive. They even though they don't necessarily like my, my in-laws are the best example of this. Like I have, I have really had to, they have had to accept weird stuff about me from the very beginning. And, <laughs> and it's fun because they, they'll like, I'll say something they're like, Oh, that's weird. And then of course, you know, over time it's like, Oh, okay. That's interesting. Oh yeah. That makes sense. And so they were, uh, I found out later after the home, our first home birth, they never said anything to my face, but they were like a little bit worried about it. And then when they saw what it was like, they were like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. That makes so much sense. And so they have shared my podcast, even though they're not listening to it, probably they, they really support it. And I have just loved that. And like I said, my mother-in-law watches, or maybe I didn't say this, maybe this is before we started interviewing, but my mother-in-law watches my daughter on Friday so that I can do my interviews. And, and that is just, I don't know what I would do without that. So I have been very blessed to have people that truly understand and support what I'm doing, even if they don't understand the actual, you know, content. Right. Right. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so happy for you that you have that support system. So I want to move into um, our next segment of questions, and that's our keeping it real questions. We ask all of our guests these. So the first one I have is, 
what motivates you on days when everything is just super tough, you've spilt your coffee, you're running late, like, you know, it's just everything's just kind of been crazy. Like, what motivates you to keep going on those days? Oh, you mean last Friday? What motivates me to keep going on last Friday? (laughs) Um, I, I have a great answer for this, actually. So I'm really glad that I had last Friday. It's these women. It's their stories. Because I had a whiny toddler Friday morning, and I had an interview that I had to edit that had just messed up audio-wise, my fault. And it was just kind of a mess. And then right after that, I had an interview with a mom who told me her birth story, and I was weeping. So that's it. It's it's these women and their stories and, and getting those out for other people to hear and be inspired by. That's so awesome. That's so beautiful. Okay, so my next question is, do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Uh, No. (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I would love to be a perfectionist, but I ain't got time for that. And if you were... If you were to be able to see my house right now, you'd be like, no, she's not a perfectionist. I, I let that go. <laughs> so no. Well, that's awesome. But, you know, I think I feel I like to tell people, you know, what? if I ever get asked this question, it's I'm a recovering perfectionist. Like I uh-huh. used to try to be perfect and then I realized it's not working out for me. So I'm I'm pretty much I'm not at all anymore. So I, I can I totally get it. And um, Caitlin and I have done like a video interview and she can see like there's a room right behind me that's pretty put together. It is the only room in the house that is ever put together because that's like my sanity room. Other than that, oh no, you should see how many papers are on my kitchen counter right now. And that's like my thing. I hate papers. The oh, kids bring home gosh. all the, just everything from school, all the artwork and then just the stuff that you're like, I don't want to throw this away, but... The kids will never want to see this again when they're twenty years old. Right. Like, you know, it's that kind of stuff. Like, oh, oh. So. yeah. I, I just one day maybe I can have a maid. One day maybe. Oh, that's what, girl, that husband, is my life goal. If my husband gets successful in something great or we win the lottery, I'll have a maid, and then maybe I'll have a nice house for that's my a, life one day goal, a week. Girl. My <laughs> life goal is to make enough money where I can hire a housekeeper. Yes. <laughs> okay, so my last question for you is if you could go back and tell your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to her? Oh, boy. <laughs> there are so many things that I could say, but but really, truly, it would be follow your passion. Just follow your passion because you can't create it. You have to find it. And once you find it, you're you're good to go. Caitlin, this has been such a great interview. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I have absolutely loved this, Crystal. It has been so much fun to talk to you. I'm so honored that you asked me to be on the show. Your show is awesome. And I just can't wait to see where it goes. Oh, thank you so much. I just, I love, I love chatting with you. I'm so happy. You know, we finally got to virtually meet, (laughs) but I want to know how can our audience connect with you? Like what ways do you have social media? Do you have a website? Like what are the ways um, that we can listen to your podcast and connect with you? Absolutely. So my website is myhappyhomebirth.com and you can download the episodes straight from the website or you can get them on iTunes, Google Play, um, Stitcher, Spotify, just all the, all the, the podcast kind of platforms. And then I'm really active on Instagram at happy home birth podcast. So at happy home birth podcast. And those are the two places that I'm really pretty active right now. So those are your best bets. And if you are interested in interviewing, if anybody out there happened to be like, Oh wait, I do home births and I love them. Then you can email me at Caitlin at my happy And that's K A T E L Y N at myhappyhomebirth.com. And the last thing is, is that one thing that I've been doing is getting sponsorships lately. So if you are, if you have a business and you would be interested in sponsoring my podcast, come on over because you've got a great, I mean, especially if you're, you're trying to talk to moms. This is the place. It's all moms over here. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. And we're going to put all of those in the show notes, ways that you can contact Caitlin and just Start following her journey, and if this is something, like if you're pregnant right now or you plan to have kids in the next few years, like explore this as an option. Like I think it's so cool that 
Yeah, it sounds like something that would be kind of scary if you don't know what you're doing or who to look for for a reference, but I'm hand delivering Caitlin to y'all. Like, go ask her all the questions, go start following her, and um, continue to watch her journey unfold because I know there's going to be amazing things ahead for you. So I'm so excited. Thank you again for coming on the show today. Awesome. Thanks so much, Crystal. Wasn't that interview so good? I knew that y'all were going to love Caitlin as much as I do, and I can't wait to celebrate her new bundle of joy because she is expecting, and she's further along than she was whenever we did the initial interview, but I just can't wait to hear what experiences she has and what kind of updates she has for us on the podcast in the next few weeks and the few months and everything to come because I know that she's on to something amazing. And going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, if you find something that people genuinely want to know about and you are like, you just have such a passion for it, it's almost like you can't shut up about it. It's what you want to talk about all the time, then you need to create a podcast around it. Like, I'm just going to call you out and challenge you to create a podcast about something that you're so passionate about because Caitlin just has a servant's heart, right? Like, she just wants to help people understand that you don't have to be scared about having a home birth. And there are tools and resources and people out there that can help you and decide if this is the right thing for you and your family. And I just love her authenticity with everything that she says and everything that she does. And it was just such an awesome interview. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did because she's just so much fun. And I can't wait to see what awesome things she does in the future with her podcast. But that does it for this episode. So be sure to go check out the show notes. It's crystalprofit.com slash episode 51. And check out Caitlin on social media. Go listen to her podcast. Subscribe to her podcast. Or if home birthing isn't your thing, then share it with someone who's going to be a first-time mom. Let them know that this is an option if they're interested in doing something like this. I think it's awesome. I think it's such a cool resource to have. And, you know, maybe I would have considered it whenever like, I first had my first son, but I didn't even know that... It was a thing that was an option. So it's really cool to pass that on to the next generation of moms and tell them, hey, we have resources for you. I know where to tell you to go look if this is what you're into and this is what you want to do. But if this is your first time tuning in, I'd love for you to subscribe to the show and hear the other fun things that we'll be talking about in the coming weeks. But that does it for today. So remember, keep it up. We all have to start somewhere. 